There she is, the series. There she is, your award show. It's the dream of a million movie watchers who are sure that they didn't see a thing before, but now they have. For she may turn out to be the queen of the city. <laughs> I have no idea if you wrote that beforehand or just made that up as you went. I had no idea that was coming, but nevertheless, I am impressed. Improv, BB. I really, because you looked down right before you started. I was yeah. like, oh, he came prepared. No, I was looking at the lyrics to the actual Bernie Wayne song. <laughs> okay. That was incredible. Thank you. Well, Sheena. if you couldn't tell, where we, where are we, folks? Where are we? Where, what are we doing? That's what I'm doing. The scenes. Where I'll tell you where I am. I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, and it's a uh, dry January. But I've broken that to have some wine with my two good friends for the Aww. for the scenes. Uh, so I'm feeling it. I also we just had a conversation about how I haven't really eaten much today. So I'm, you know, I'll tell you where I am. And that is uh, feeling it, USA. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Um, all right. So, uh, do one of you two want to explain what the scenes are? Caroline, do it. Yeah. I mean, so basically, um, we've gotten to the end of 2021. It is now the beginning of 2022. We finished up our season. And I mean, like all things, we feel like we need to do a little bit of a not even a recap necessarily, but just some some processing afterwards. So we've decided to just go through and do like a little awards show type thing. Really just us kind of talking big picture opinions that we've had over the season. But the more fun way to do that is to come up with categories and nominees and awards. So we have decided that we are each, we've each put together a little ballot. We all have the same awards, but we are all awarding our own favorite for each category. And we are able to do nominations if we so choose i have done so but yeah so we're I just kind of here to, so. to 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 wrap up to wrap up and before we begin our next season uh first week of february i think first week of february so w- let's start off with the show categories um so i uh let's start with favorite moment favorite moment from the season um i have a tie for my favorite moment And that is a tie between Caroline's uh, holiday prediction (laughs) and Carson's genuine on air. uh, Oh, this isn't a musical about Legally Blonde. Those are my favorite moments. Carson not knowing Legally Blonde is mine as well. Yeah. Just not knowing that, like, learning in real time that Legally Blonde, the film as it exists, is not same musical as that hit the that that hit, that hit the broadway stage uh, was mine as well <laughs> that wasn't that dumb for thinking it <laughs> oh man that yeah those are those are good ones can i can i say my favorite moment because yes it's it's the one that like when i listen back to one of these episodes i enjoyed it made me laugh as much as it did when we were talking about it which is when caroline when you and i we were talking about nightmare on elm street and we landed on this like hypothetical version of Amadeus with Freddy Krueger and Jason <laughs> Voorhees. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, I just like, man, that made me giggle. I, I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's about whether whether Freddy was Mozart because he doesn't take it. Um, yeah. Because An he doesn't take it seriously still. at all. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, great. Anything else on uh, favorite moment besides all of them? I mean, Caroline's got to do it. Oh, no, mine was you not knowing Legally Blonde was a musical. Oh, oh, you just agree. I was <laughs> oh, agreeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that oh, is oh, the oh, one okay. that I have on my on my little spreadsheet here. Person, okay. you, you inarguably provided maybe the greatest moment of a podcast I've ever listened to, so... Thank that's you. All, that's all you, bud. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was pretty I know the worst fun. take is coming up later, and I'm going to get... <laughs> fucking lambasted for that so um do well so do we want to do best take or worst take let's do best take let's be nice and then we can be rude um excellent what do you guys want to start i'll start because carson because we just roasted you and Mm -hmm. like you and and as you predicted that you may get roasted again yeah it's coming for, (laughs) for all of these i have very purposefully not said that my favorite moment was something I said, or the best take is something that I said, or yeah. what have you, because like, I just figure, you know, whatever, that's weird. So my favorite take of the season, I think was your very like philosophical, religious, spiritual opining after Princess Mononoke, because Thank you, you just kind of, because like, like in the moment, <laughs> so I listen to all of these episodes after they come out, you know, kind of as just that thing of, you know, how, how, how do I make this even better? Like, like what could we improve? Where could we improve, et cetera. And also just like it's, we live in a hellscape and uh, the world is bad. And it's nice to hear your guys' voices sometimes, even when it's not an actual conversation, even when I'm just listening to you pre-recorded. So when I was at the gym, I was listening to the Princess Mononoke episode because I was just, I was at a podcast and it was the day that one came out. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't want to have to hear anything. Like, I don't want to hear my own thoughts internally. Yeah. Um, let's hear, hear them the externally, ones. please. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear me and my friends give our mm-hmm. thoughts externally that we purposefully gave out into the public. Um, and like, so I'm listening to you do it. I'm listening to you do it. And I'm just like, I'm just like, wow, this is really good. And you finish and I just kind of go like, yeah like in my head <laughs> and then like half a second later on the podcast i just kind of go yeah so even though i had heard it weeks prior i was i was equally moved like two weeks later oh. while uh, while uh on the leg press machine or what have you <laughs> oh that's um, so funny person would you like to go yeah, mine is, I, I feel, mine's mine's a lot more fly-by-night. Because um, I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like we're so takey. Like, Caroline, you've got great takes all the time. You're really good oh. at the idea, at, like, verbalizing the take. So I chose one that was, like, a little less serious. Um, but also, I think, does really tie into your view of the movie compared to mine, which is that you wanted... Um, uh, you wanted the, the two girls when they're on the bed with James Franco and they get the gun away from him in Spring Breakers to just <laughs> shoot him in the face. <laughs> yeah, and then it becomes a movie about them being drug lords. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, about, that is it, where it I wanted that film and Louise, except worse. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good take. <laughs> Corey, what about you? My favorite take, I'm actually, I'm actually changing this on the fly. I jotted down another tie because I really liked, Caroline, what you said about Legally Blonde and Carson. I love what you said about uh, Love Actually, just because I couldn't Thank agree you. more. Um, <laughs> <It was> t- <laughs> when I <laughs> shouted about Love Actually. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but if I had to pick an individual uh, take for a new movie, it would be Carson's appreciation of 
what Robert England, England, how do you yeah. pronounce his last England, name? England, um, yeah. Does as Freddy in A Nightmare on Elm Street and how Thank bitty you. that movie is. And I just, so I, I did not truly appreciate it until Carson <laughs> phrased it. And I was like, oh my God, he's fucking right. Well, thank you. Um, it gave me a new appreciation for a movie that I actually really profoundly liked this season. Awesome. Thank you, Corey. What's the next one? I love it. We're killing them. Uh, worst take. Carson, do you worst. have any guesses on what uh, the worst take of the season is? I say mine first so that you two can just destroy <laughs> <Yes>. me. <laughs> it's about to be the scene in Last Jedi where Kylo Ren just says to point every gun. <laughs> I've I've phrased this one very particularly, which is that uh, love actual love comma actually is good comma actually. <laughs> I didn't say it's good. I said I can enjoy it. You said you could enjoy it. I don't know. You Uh, stuck up for it a lot, Caroline. I don't know. All right. Uh, All right. I'm done. Just just kill me. It is a Christmas staple that warrants discussion. (laughs) I mean, so Carson, here's the deal. Mm -hmm. If you had not liked Legally Blonde, if you had not liked Legally Blonde, if you said... It's kind of dated. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's kind of like you know. It's kind of old money, new feminist. Like mm-hmm. pretty girls can be smart too. Mm-hmm. I'd be there with you. I'd be mm-hmm. there with you. But it's 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 the added addendum of because Elle Woods is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's fully into the nope category. Yep. It's fully into the nope category. She's one of the least annoying people in the entire movie. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it, for me, it was the complete <sighs> self-awareness of like, I know I'm wrong. But yeah, it's still just uh, it gets me. It does. And, and I will say, Carson, I will mm-hmm. as a as a slightly backhanded compliment. <laughs> uh, I will say that that is the only take that is the worst take because I came into like, what is the worst take? What's the worst take that Carson gave this season? Yeah, and I was like, it can't be the legally blonde thing. It's too obvious. <laughs> Let me come up with something. Let me like come up with something clever. Let me come up with something yeah. funny that happened, blah, 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 blah. And I scrolled through all of our episodes on Spotify and I was kind of like, you know, replaying them a little bit in, in my head and just going, no, that is just by far, by a country yeah. mile, the worst thing you said, which I, I, I hope to you is a bit of a compliment in that I was like, that's so yeah, obvious. It is. Clearly the worst take he had. Like it's the obvious one to pick. Don't diet a dog pile on the guy more. But then well, thank I looked you. and I was like, well, you, there really isn't another good contender it, for it. It's so. sort of a compliment by attrition, but like, I'll take it. Like, sure. <laughs> well, the compliment's still in there. Yeah, it's there. 100%. Uh, I would just like- will have the, to be more contentious. I have had uh, multiple people. I don't know. I might have said this on the show before. And if I have, then there have been more people since then in my life. Text me or in person say to me hey i listen to your show what the fuck was up with that legally blonde episode like hey man that sucked like i've gotten it in real life i have friends that caroline and i went to high school with that caroline wasn't even friends with like wow just happened to go to the same high school that i'll be Mm -hmm. at a party and they'll be like hey i listened i I, I checked out the legally blonde episode of your podcast that guy's fucking crazy yeah yeah Yeah. i had several people uh over the holidays with going to like holiday parties and like i had a friend have a birthday like 
uh, like a little bit before Christmas that I had a fr- I had a couple of friends stop me and just like, hey, like I listened to your show. I was like, oh my god, like thank you so much. And then it's just like, like, like thank you for sticking up for legally blonde. Like that was really stupid and <laughs> good of you. Good like, of you to do. It, it, it no, wow. but I would say I was like, yeah, it's a fun time. It was a really fun episode to record. I was like, it's, it was it was crazy, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it it is the episode that I have spoken to the most people about that don't yeah. listen to our show. Yeah, by far. By what far. I'm hearing is that the next season we should have a lot more uh, hot takes. <laughs> yeah, hot takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Controversial Each of us has to opinions. pick a fan favorite movie and be like, fuck it, fuck that. Like that sucks. <laughs> 2001 a space odyssey not that good actually like Ugh. like fuck off like yeah oh man look, all right I'm, I'm looking at the list of some of the movies we're doing next season it just have there's, some like excellent like there's actually a lot a few more hot takes that i think exist in the season yeah i think i like, think we're yeah, getting into yeah. the realm of like a lot of the very very obvious ones are like a lot of the a lot of the like okay yeah we have to watch this like like whatever like we we've both seen the godfather but like the godfathers of the world are kind of are kind of so we we do have to find some more interesting movies and i think we are going to be a little more contentious next season because Mm. of that i literally did choose one movie next season specifically for its ability to possibly make me create takes like (laughs) maybe make you mad here's the thing i'm like I could see it making Caroline mad and then like Corey sticks up for it. Or I could see like Corey's like, fuck that movie. And like Caroline's like, I don't know something about it. Like, <laughs> like it could go either way. And then I could just sit in the middle, like fucking Loki, just like creating chaos. Oh, all right. Next category, uh, Corey. All right, shall we shift to the film specific categories? We're going to get it. started with best supporting actress. Ooh, I'll start. Uh, yeah. So Best Supporting Actress, uh, I have a list of three here. Uh, first is Connie Nielsen from Gladiator. Oh, yeah, she's Ooh. really good. Uh, second, I had to Google who it was, but uh, Fianula Flanagan, who plays Mrs. Bertha Mills from The Others. Yes, yes, oh, I have. Damn, she's good in that. Great. Uh, those, are my two nom- those are my two nominees. Are oh, not- okay, cool. Oh, you're not going to even say the name of your winner. No, yeah, yeah. So we'll all do nominees and Oh, I thought it was like we say all the nominees and then we say which one of them won. Yeah. No, give your nominees and then I'll give mine and then we'll Okay. All right. So for all these out, but we all have our own individual winners. So. For all of these except for score, I did five. Cool. I, so supporting I actress. Yes. I did four or five, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Supporting actress, big category. I got Nicole Kidman for Paddington. Jennifer you were Cooley. Say the others, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And she's also on this list in a different category. I <laughs> yes, I love you. <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge for Legally Blonde. Yes. Linda Cardellini for Legally Blonde. Yes. Ooh. Clea Duvall for But I'm a Cheerleader. Okay. I think you could argue lead, but I'm saying supporting. Holly Hunter for Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Okay. My nominees. Okay. Between the two of you, you have all of my nominees except for one. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, so Carson, I... did you read all your nominees? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. My third nominee is Jennifer Coolidge, Legally Blonde. Ah, okay. There okay, you go. Rad. All right. Cool, cool, cool. My nominees for supporting actress, Holly Hunter. Oh, brother, where art thou? Ah, yeah. Because, of course, Kathy Moriarty for But I'm a Cheerleader. She's the she's the main yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, she's the woman who runs the place. Mm-hmm. Um Mary, whatever her last name is, I forget. Mary um, straight person. 
<laughs> Nicole Kidman in Paddington and Fianula Flanagan for the others. Yeah. Ooh. Damn. Okay. So, so Corey, I'll be, let's just go same order. Corey, I feel like you've already revealed your winner. Jennifer Coolidge? Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. so good. She's so, and I was like, oh my God, I have these two. Nicole Kidman for Paddington didn't even clock. And I was like, yeah. who else am I going to put? And then I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. I'm going to put excellent. Jennifer Coolidge. I got to give it to Clee Duvall yeah. for But I'm a Cheerleader. She's, oh. I, I, mm-hmm. Clee Duvall is, her performance, I think, like I said before, could be justified as a lead because it is so large. It is such a main part of the movie. She is both the leads. She is the lead's fixation. She is the love interest, but she is also such a well-realized character. And so much of that, I think, does lie on Duvall's performance. She's giving a just a wide range of emotions. She is able to be both desperate and hopeful and powerful and weak and, like, sexy and repulsive. And, like, she's really portraying a wide breadth of the human experience and also being so utterly specific at the same time. And it is... It's just everything I want out of a performance in a movie. It's it's excellent. She's so good. Yeah, I agree with everything you guys said. That's and yet, said, and yet, I have <laughs> gone ahead. So yes, I have gone ahead, and I have nom- I have given my scene to Kathy Moriarty from But I'm but a Cheerleader. Damn. Because it is just, it is such a fun fucking performance. And she is just so, I mean, it is, it is a character role to the nines. She's so perfectly tapped into what she's doing. And she makes one of the most detestable, horrifying people both very, very, very real. And like what that person is exactly like in real life and grounded in so much actual shit and also so absurdly comical at the same time. And um, it's just, it is the thing where it's like, I, I did a lot of these based purely on just like emotion, you know, purely yeah. just like, okay, it's been four or five weeks since we've watched any of these movies when I just like scroll through like the list of movies we've done, what's jumping out at me. And I just like, I just can't stop thinking about her yelling at all of these poor children. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, but yeah. I'm a cheerleader coming away with coming two. out strong. And, and, but I will also say that the only reason it didn't come away with three is I, after our text thread, I took Cleo Duvall off of my supporting uh, actress list. No, so I absolutely also would have said Cleo Duvall if I. That's fair. That's fair. I'm a cheerleader coming out strong. Coming out real strong. Um. All right. So next up, we have best supporting actor. Uh, Carson, do you want to start this one off? I'll start this go. one off. We can keep going the same order, but we'll move over. Love, love it, it. Love it. Okay. I'm going to, this is going to happen twice. And if you listen to the season, you probably know why. Uh, but I've got two nominees in which I'm going to immediately give the black mark of death, which is not just me referencing the fact that I'm not going to give them the award for bad because they're bad people. Uh, so number one, James Franco for Spring Breakers. Boo, black mark of death. You're not going to <laughs> <laughs> it, must, it must needs be said that the performance is great, but boo, you're not getting the award. RuPaul Charles for But I'm a Cheerleader. Uh-huh. I again literally could have could have put him in supporting act- actress too. Could have gone either way. Going real mask in this film. I decided supporting actor. 
Robert Englund for A Nightmare on Elm Street, George Orwell for The Third Man, Jude Law for The Holiday. Fuck yes. Oh, interesting. Yes. In love with that decision. I think the platonic ideal of a performance which is supporting, as much as I said Clea Duvall, you know, almost takes lead. He's yeah. not my choice. We don't know. You don't know if he's my choice. I haven't no, said I, it yet. He may be. I'm just Maybe. bamboozled that I have a Scott on my list and you don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, so for my I figured you'd have a few. I don't I don't think I have a Scott on my list either. Um for supporting actor, I have Orson Welles from the third man, because mm-hmm. you kind of can't not yeah. do that. I mean, Carson, you did not do that, which all Did I say George Orwell? You did say George Orwell. Who wrote 1984, correct? Yes, that is <laughs> I correct. I Orson Welles. Was he in the third man? No, okay. I wrote down Carson Orson Welles in my phone, and I wine. still said George Orwell. Yeah, exactly. I've had two glasses of wine on an empty stomach, and I cannot remember. I meant to say Orson Welles. I apologize. Orson Welles, Jesus Christ. That is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, my second nominee is Bruce Spence for The Road Warrior. Oh, good choice, good choice. Third is... Robert England for A Nightmare on Elm Street, followed by John Turturro and Tim Blake Nelson, both for Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? The amount of jaw acting between the two of them is so incredible that I I couldn't decide which of the two got a nomination, so I gave it to both of them. I love that. I'll allow it. Um, excellent. Okay, I'm filling out my, some of these, I I only had three on, I'm dropping in uh, as I'm listening because I'm a cheater. So (laughs) here we are. Uh, I'm going to put Robert England on mine, best supporting actor. Uh, Yes. Get him in there. Uh, Hugh Bonneville for Paddington. Good choice. Um, A film that I think I will be the only one that represents this, but I'm very excited to continually do it. Mm -hmm. Woody Harrelson for Edge of 17. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Um, also, Bruce Spence as Gyrocopter Man. Hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, and Joaquin Phoenix for Gladiator. Oh, a, a beautiful choice. A beautiful I Googled choice. It. He got nominated for support. I was like, is that a second lead? And I was like, he got an Oscar nomination for supporting. supporting. He's getting my nomination for supporting. Wow. I, I almost put him in there, but alas. Carson, my- your winner. My winner is, I think it, look, he's an inductee. He's in the Best Friends Club. I have to give it to him. It's Robert <laughs> England for A Nightmare on Elm Street. He showed yes. up. He, he knew the assignment. He killed it. His arms are so long. <laughs> uh, oh. Um, I watched all seven of those movies. I don't know how I yeah. didn't have him before you guys were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Robert England. Yeah, Robert England, yeah. <laughs> Oh. He just he makes the role, and I think too. I think a reason he gets at least a nomination from me is because he continues to do Freddy to this day. Yeah, and like he just has done it repeatedly and reprised it, and like is really, I wouldn't even say precious about the role, but is very much like no, like, and like he did for the remake, let them go with a new actor, but like you know, he really embodies the role, and he's extremely important to the character of one of the most famous franchises that said he is not my winner mm. my winner does go to john Turturro in oh brother where art thou 
uh, when I think back to moments that just fucking kill me across the season, the one that stands out maybe the most from these nominees is the scene when they're all in the movie theater uh, in O Brother when the chain yeah. gang comes in and is sitting in the back and they're just like trying to silently communicate because you're not allowed to talk <laughs> in a movie theater and... I just, I, I just think he kills it. The amount of, like okay. I said, the slack job, weird oh, southern yeah. drawl he does is just incredible to me. So John Turturro gets it from me. Damn. Um, oh. And for me, it is going to go to Joaquin Phoenix because wow. he's incredible. It's he's great. So incredible. Again, I talked about this in our last Patreon episode. Really excited to see Come On, Come On, but I can't do it unless I pay twenty dollars to Amazon. So uh, I'm hoping it gets. I'm hoping it gets at least a small re-release. Uh, yeah, as it gets closer to Oscars. Yeah, I think it will. But fingers yeah, it crossed, will. it will. All right, next category. Next category is best ensemble. Best ensemble, Caroline. Ooh, okay, this this one is super hard. Yeah. This one was super fucking hard. Yes. He did a lot of really good ensemble films. Yeah. He did. Year. We did. Um, like almost exclusively so. So as I was going through, I was like scrolling through our feed and I was like, I was like, damn, like that one's really good. That one's really good. That one's really good. I couldn't even keep, like, I couldn't even make a nominee list that way because I couldn't remember what, like I would scroll and I would see a new, a new film and I couldn't even remember what that film was in contention with. Like I couldn't even think in my head, I was like, does this one make the top five? Because I couldn't keep straight what the other zillion were. So I have five nominees and I do have three honorable mentions. (laughs) My actual nominees are, but I'm a cheerleader the road warrior because like humongous what's his face and like all of all of those villains all of those villagers the gyrocopter pilot how can you not the road warrior is an actual nominee the mummy is an actual nominee oh as is oh brother where art thou Mm -hmm. as is the martian Mm. and the martian for me is just kind of because it is such an absurdly stacked cast yeah it's less that like this group of people work so well together as an, as an ensemble and more every three minutes I'm turning to my partners or watching and going, Oh my God, they're in this too. Like, yep. so yep. the merchant yep. gets yep. the best yep. ensemble for that. My three honorable mentions are Paddington spring breakers and legally blonde, but they are not, yeah. they alas did not make the cut for nominees. Yeah. Caroline, we, uh, we really, we, we circled around each other. I would say my big, I have my two big honorable mentions, which I'll just say Martian again. I was like, ah, I can't just, I love this cast. So many good people can't really justify it as an ensemble. Exactly. Right. Um, Cause so much of the, the juice of the movie is Matt Damon alone. Um, and then I, I gave, but I'm a cheerleader, a lot of other love. So I just kind of was like, ah, I, you know, I'll, I'll keep it out. Um, so my, my nominees are Paddington spring breakers, the Road Warrior, The Mummy, and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Corey. Uh, all right, I have four for this one. So I Love have it. the voice cast of Princess Bononoke. Mm. Oh, beautiful. Interesting yeah. choice. Beautiful Interesting choice. It's, it's again, this is one that I, I did not clock some of the films that we watched as ensemble. Like, I, I feel silly that Oh Brother didn't jump out uh, as, as one, but... Uh, as I was looking through, I was like, I think that counts. Um, yeah. The Holiday. Again? Sure. The Martian. 
Yeah. And yeah. Spring Breakers. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Caroline? Cool. So I I really like all of these nominees. I think any of the five that I nominated could easily, with the exception of The Martian, which as we kind of danced around is like, yeah. it's, a, it's an incredibly well curated cast of actors. It's less of a group bouncing off of each other and doing a full ensemble piece. But the other four, I think, really truly are just incredible ensembles from top to bottom. I went with the one that is not only just the most fun to watch bounce around and bounce off of each other, but also like the sexiest and also the most bisexual. <laughs> and I went with the mummy. Yeah. Because yeah. my thing with the mummy is if you take those roles, if you take, if you take out like there's Rick, there's Evie, there's Jonathan, there's, uh, there's Emotep. And then there's uh, like, there's, there's so many of them. There's, um, and I'm forgetting his name, but um, like the, the head of the Magi, like you take out any one of those actors, you take yeah. out any one of those roles and it's a weaker film. Yeah, it's a weaker yeah. film. And yeah. it is just that thing of like, I am so precious about all of them that it's just like, this is just the vibe. This is just it. So vibey. I I literally went back. I almost chose, I put like, I have stars next to my winners. I had the star next to the mummy for a while. I had the star next to Spring Breakers for a while. And then finally I was like, nah, I can't fucking, it's a brother, man. That's, ah, that's my, I just, it's, <laughs> Every single new character is so important to maintaining the exact, I mean, again, it's a vibe thing, like maintaining the exact vibe of this fucking movie. Like, and it is a movie in which like there's bare, like Clooney's kind of the lead. Like it's definitely a three lead film. Yeah, it's just, man, everyone rules. It's it's a Cohen thing. They get the best, you know, fucking C-list character actors. Just so good. Yeah. So good. Uh, and mine, this is this was probably the quickest uh, pick that I had on the list. Um, yeah. And it, this is the one that I had to work the hardest to make a nominee list because mm -hmm. so immediately my brain was like, oh, it's Spring Breakers. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. That, it just, that just, this was, that was it for me. Barely a main character. Barely. Yeah. I Barely. mean, that's, that's no way. That's fair. Yep. That's fair. Selena Gomez is the main character for the first hour of the film, and then she, <laughs> she leaves. leaves. Yeah, I went uh -huh. through and I was like, "Do I want to give any of my actress nominees to to that?" And I was like, "I don't mm -hmm. know how I would even begin to differentiate that." So no, right? Are we on lead actress? Uh, we are on best screenplay. Oh shit! That was a that was a thing we had to do. <laughs> Uh, we have screenplay and score. Do you have? I have uh, score. <laughs> so we Carson, have you can Sorry. you can come up with screenplay on the fly. Yeah, yeah I can pull come up, up our Spotify list. Uh, um, 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 give me a second. Now I'm gonna do this. Well, we're, let's we're just do, do Caroline and I Wait. do the nominations. And no, let Chris uh, hey, go first right? because I don't want him to steal our nominees. True. Yeah, we're not gonna happen. Uh, fuck it, we'll do it live. Um, <laughs> I'm not editing uh, around this then. <laughs> okay, screenplay. Uh, um, oh fuck, probably that. Probably that. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fuck. Uh, uh, yes. Um, and 
okay, I don't know. If I thought about it more, I might change him, but we're going to go with this. Um, okay, five. Ready? Uh, Paddington. Fucking uh, tight. Tight, tight, tight. So tight. Um, Edge of 17. Incredible dialogue brought yes. to life by fantastic actors. Um, Before Sunrise. Look, just come on. You know, I, I will say, here's the thing. I listened to Julie Delpy on Mark Maron's podcast. Uh, they are not credited, but she claims that she and Ethan Hawke basically rewrote that whole movie. They're the credited oh. screenwriters on the next two, but, you know, that's her thing. So I'll give it to them. Um, that's my three. Um, Mononoke, just, it's just Miyazaki, man. Just Miyazaki. And then, oh, brother. Because, again, just the dialogue is off the charts. Uh, and I'm going to give it to... Wait, no, no, no. No. Oh, uh, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. Nominate, yeah, we nominate. Where have you been for the last 34 minutes and I'm 47 sorry. seconds? I, I was not doing my best screenplay nomination. Uh, um, I'll go next. Uh, great. So I'm actually going to steal and give an honorable mention to one of Carson's nominees at mm. 17. I loved that movie. That was one of the biggest surprises for me because I came into this season having seen it and I rewatched it and was like, oh, this movie is so much better than I uh I hated it the first time I watched it I love yeah. it uh but my nominees uh are the others but I'm a cheerleader spring breakers Paddington and before sunrise nice, nice. yeah nice. um glad to see the others made your list Corey I remember watching yeah. that with you and just seeing how blown your mind was at that end yeah. um my best screenplay goes I so I had four I had four nominees in this category um, because I mean, so many of them are great. I mean, in a, for a movie podcast that is specifically based around like, Oh, like these are the movies that you kind of need to see. Like, sure. There are films that are incredibly directed and there are films with incredible acting and incredibly shot, beautifully edited, all of that good stuff. But it's really hard to have like a great movie if your screenplay isn't very good. It's kind of like building a house without a foundation. You know what I mean? It's like you can have the prettiest like, you know, you have the prettiest crown molding you want. But if the thing sinks into the fucking ground, like you're so out. So like this one was hard because I think you could kind of put just about any screenplay in here for different reasons. But the four that I went with are Before Sunrise. The third man, because, you know, little mysteries are always mysteries, always like if if a mystery works and you're left guessing, it's very, it's very uh, engaging and really fun. And also there's a lot of really great jokes in the third man for how interesting and like dark and crazy that movie is. There's a lot of it's got jokes. The thing's got jokes. So it's got bits. So before sunrise, third man, oh, brother, what art thou? And also The Martian, because so much of that movie should not work. Yeah. And yeah. there are moments of that movie that drag a little bit. And there are moments of the movie that are a little cheesy and a little cornball. But, like, overall, like, that thing just fucking works. I'm gonna, you know what? I, again, I'm not thinking of this. It's on the fly. I'm just gonna say, this is my, like, favorite movie of the season that didn't win anything else. So that's a little spoiler, but I'm going to give it to Before Sunrise because oh. just I mean, just you wait for them awards for Before Sunrise. Just yeah. you wait. 
just you wait. Well, part of my thinking was also like, we're doing the next two. So I've got time, you know, I don't want to yeah. overpraise, but I'll, yeah, I mean, just it's the dialogue is everything in those movies. It's, it's dialogue and performance. So like, yeah, it's incredible. It's great yeah. screenplay. Um, Caroline, are you next or am I? Um, I can go next. I am just going to echo off. Carson and I gave it to Before Sunrise. Damn. Um, because it is, it is that thing where there are, there are films in this season that are quippier than this. There are films in the season that are like, I don't even know that I'd say smarter, but like that are going for more of like a heady blah, 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 what have you. But like a screenplay that is two people walking around and basically monologuing at one another for two hours just fundamentally should not work. Yeah. And it really oh, yeah. fucking does. It is a, this movie's a magic trick. And uh, for that, oh. I give it the best screenplay. God damn um, it. Just you wait. Just gonna, you wait. Oh. I'm going to pop in here with a producer fun fact and say that Before Sunrise is the most well-performing episode of our season. Which Hell is yeah. One that of is my true. That is true. That. I, check, I check it periodically and it's always still before sunrise. Yep. So, uh, Which is just my that. favorite. It's just one of my favorite uh, fun facts of the season. And anytime I explain our show, people are like, what's before sunrise? And I'm like, no, but listen. No, but listen. But listen. It's these two beautiful people talking to each other. And they're like, that. It's that everything I I'm want like, in my life. I'm like, <laughs> also, yeah. they're in a beautiful city. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and at the beginning, they ride a train. So it's so messy. And then they ride a Ferris wheel. My best screenplay is also before sunrise. Hey! <laughs> the first sweep. The, the first sweep. Potentially wow. only sweep of the night. Damn. Yeah. All right, Corey. What do you want to start the next one, Corey? Uh, sure. Yeah. So we are at best score. Uh, I only Love have it. three for these. I went through and kind of looked, and I. I stuck with the three that were my first initial reactions because they were the ones that stuck out to me the most. Yeah. Uh, so for these, I have Mad Max to the road warrior Hans Zimmer uh, and his score full of bangers on the holiday. And it, it, just because it is the most weird contradictory thing. So that weird. Hans Zimmer scored that movie. Uh, and the third man. Mm. Yeah. Allah, I also have three. I also just went with like, oh man, those ones hit me. Everything else, I got five, but those, you know, uh, Princess Mononoke, it's beautiful. What a soundscape, really. I mean, all the all those uh, Miyazaki movies are such the 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 mise en scene is like ah so good. Uh, the Third Man, holy shit, that zither is legitimately zither, so though. so important to like setting the very weird tone that that movie has and making it work yeah um and spring breakers because like the aural landscape of spring breakers is just as important as the visual one it is yeah an exhausting fucking score yeah so i will start with the ones that you guys did not say which for me um one of i have four nominees oh brother where art thou Mm. I love some good bluegrass. I love some good American folk. Love some soggy bottom. If voices. I had, so see, that's good. the thing. If it was, uh, if it was, um, that's the original what, song. And yeah, all. <laughs> I would, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but in terms of just like this music, the, the music from top to bottom of this film is phenomenal. It's so integral to the movie. I had to give it one. Another one for similar, not similar reason because the genre is the same, but just like, I can't imagine this movie scored any differently 
um, is Akira. Mm. Because, like, yeah. while both Akira and the next nominee are one where it's, like, there aren't bangers in terms of, like, themes that you can hum. It's not, like, this thing where it's, like, oh, I remember this. But it's just, like, it's, like, when you think of this movie, you don't think characters and... Like, you don't necessarily think characters and plot points as much as just, like, images and sounds and music that assaults you. I think that way about Akira. Mm -hmm. And I also feel that way about one that has been mentioned, which is Spring Breakers as well. Yep. Yeah. And then my uh, my fourth one is, of course, much like you can't nom you can't not nominate George Orwell. I mean, Orson Welles um, for <laughs> the third man. God. You also, you just can't not nominate like you can't not nominate the, that fucking zither score in the third <sighs> man it's just so integral it's to so... the perfectly the perfectly calibrated but absurdly unfamiliar tone of that movie yep and without that zither like you you play the same exact music on a piano and it doesn't work yeah yeah yep yeah so those are my four nominees Corey, am i up first yeah all right yeah. so my winner is the road warrior Ah, it's, a good it's, choice that I like didn't even it's one of those things that I, I'm gonna be honest I, I don't know that like any of the themes or any of the music super stuck with me but I really struggled with that movie because of how little dialogue was in it yeah but I still found it super engaging and I think in big part because it was so well yeah designed yeah. sound wise I think that's, that I think that's super fucking that's fair. a really good answer yeah that's a really good answer uh I gotta go the third man I gotta. It hurt I, that I didn't pick the third man. <laughs> the, the, uh, I mean, the, yeah, it's just, Caroline said it. It's, it's, the Zither is doing magic in that movie. It truly yeah, is. It really yeah. is. Which is why I also gave it to the third no! man. Oh, <laughs> damn it. So close to thing, where it's like, it's like for supporting actor, it's like, okay, you can't do a fucking Orson Welles film and you can't not nominate Orson Welles. Yeah. Like yeah. you have to. But with that one, it was like, it was like, He's so good in like, that too. He's, he's got smile. enough awards. He's got mm -hmm. enough awards. He they, this this doesn't mean anything. Like I don't have to sit here and be like Orson Welles is the best actor of all time. But like literally, like I can't. I think I mean it's it's the the score we talked about the most this season. Yeah, it was literally like as a lot of older films do. It has the full like opening credits. Yeah, yeah, and like. As soon as that started, within six seconds of that movie starting, I started. I commented on the score. Yeah, and like yeah. it just, it just, it never stopped. So so distinctive. The fucking third man. Ah, uh, the third man. Um, Corey, what's next? It is best actress Carson. Okay, like can I start? Yeah, started. can I please start? Because you, uh, <laughs> my first choice is someone you basically you kind of said something about earlier. So I want to start with this. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens for Spring Breakers. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out strong, uh, Haley Steinfeld for The Edge of Seventeen, Julie Delpy for Before Sunrise, Nicole Kidman for The Others, yes, yes, and Kate Winslet for The Holiday. <laughs> yes, yes, I am obsessed with your list. Carson Good list, and right? Corey, Corey, you're about to be equal, almost equally as obsessed with mine because Carson, you named five. Yeah. You'll have to tell me which one I left off because I only nominated oh! four. But those I four it's are, Vanessa Hudgens, I bet you are anyway. Julie Delpy for yep. Before Sunrise. Mm -hmm. 
Vanessa Hudgens for Spring Breakers. Yeah. Oh, damn. All right. You hated her on the episode. You did. You were so against her. Well, it's you were like I've come around. You, you were like someone. You guys are gonna have to explain this to me. This guys did a good job because fucking five months later, I can't get it, it out you. of my head. Exactly. Told you. Um. Yes. Uh. Vanessa Hudgens for Spring Breakers. Nicole Kidman for the others. And in a actual nomination, but because she carried a movie and made a movie that I just kind of did not give a shit about seem real and grounded and actually something I should, Kate Winslet for The Holiday. Caroline, that's the exact, we have the exact same list. Oh, did you only have four? No, I had five. But you said every single one of mine. Wait, did you have five? Nicole, Julie, Kate, and Vanessa. Oh, you just don't have Haley. I don't have Haley. I don't have Haley. I don't have Haley. So I'll start my list with Haley Steinfeld. Hell yes. Cool. For Edge of 17. Someone who I added, I I had on my list uh, back and forth. I've I've added and deleted her uh, Mm -hmm. more times than I can count, but I'm taking, I'm working on taking pride in what I like. I'm adding Haley Steinfeld, Edge of 17. Yes, man. It's 2022. We like what we like. Exactly. (laughs) I put snap to be sexy. Rachel Weisz for the mummy. Oh, yes. Rich, I yes. see she was the one that I went back and forth. I was like, fuck. I, I felt bad leaving her off. But Reese Witherspoon for Legally Blonde. Nicole Kidman for The Others. Yes. 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 And Julie Delphi for yeah. Before Sunrise. Hell yeah. So Nicole and Julie both got three nominations. Yes, they did. Yes. Corey, did you they have did. Kate or Vanessa? Did not. Okay, so so Julie and Nicole come away with the most nominations, but who comes yeah. away with the most wins? Carson, start us off. Nicole Kidman for the others. Yes! <laughs> pulls it. She pulls it. Do you have any comments about that? I, I, I think we talked about it a bit in the episode, but especially the further I get away from the movie, the more I think, like, playing both the very weird fucking nonsensical reality of that film and then selling its twist is so it like selling that world lies so much on fucking kids kidman's shoulders like her ability to as we said in the episode just be the most emotionally vulnerable open book of an actor of all time is highly important to that film's success and i'm going to also, Damn, give fuck. it to I knew Nicole Kidman. The only reason I almost didn't do it because no. So that's the thing. That's the thing. I couldn't is, have is, her on supporting and lead and not give it to her in one of it. You know exactly. Well, and and yeah. I, I I had her on my list, and I I wanted to give it to Delpy. I did. I wanted to give it to Delpy, but it's just that thing of like, what Julie Delpy is doing in that movie is marvelous. It is incredible. She does a great fucking job, and she really does sell. So much of that movie, which should be unsellable. Yeah. But, like, I cannot imagine the others working with anybody else. It is just one of those roles where it's like, you know, it's it's one of those roles. It's like, you know, it's like it's Neo in the Matrix. You know what I mean? So much mm-hmm. of just the success of that film is like that this actor is giving is doing this so earnestly and honestly and convincingly that it becomes not only like you can't imagine any other actor in the role. It kind of becomes one of the only roles you think about when it's just like Nicole Kidman, 
the others. She's in yeah. a bunch of stuff. I love Nicole Kidman, but it's, it's one of the first things that pops into my head is that last shot of her with both kids in her arms, given that final monologue, just never, kind of never leaves my brain. Very good. So Nicole Very Kidman, good. the others, gets my best actress at the season. It's, it's the AMC uh, A-list. Oh, it is the AMC A-list of it all. True. Um, <laughs> all right. My best actress goes to uh, Julie Delpy. Mm. Mm. I very respectful, very respectful. Yeah. It's I I can't expand on that too much without yeah spoiling uh like three more of my awards. But I just <laughs> um that movie like broke me and changed me in yeah unbelievable ways. It's so Do beautiful. You know what this is like oh, it's it's great yeah. fucking oh. movie. Mm-hmm. So great fucking I'm excited. Movie. I'm excited. Uh, I guess I can just go ahead and say this now. I'm God. excited for the next time we sit down to record podcasts. We'll at least and be starting the before sunrise. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Or before, so before yeah. what is it? Before sun before, before sunset. Before sunset. Before sunset. Oh, uh, so maybe pumped. my favorite movie. I am so excited. Oh, okay. All right. Next one. We're almost there. We're getting to the big ones. What's next? Actor. Uh, next up is actor. Uh, okay. Carolyn, do you want to start? Big sure. Big um so I'm just going to jump into it. Um, first nominee, Ethan Hawke, yeah. Before Sunrise. Yeah. Like we just said about Delpy, I kind of can't, I kind of can't imagine anybody pulling this off with any energy other than what, uh, what Hawke is bringing. Very similar to the, uh, the screenplay thing that I said about it is just, this just, the screenplay shouldn't work. And so much of it is the performance that he gives. Yeah. Number two, somebody who was brought up in the supporting category. Ooh. That Ooh. I threw up here. Ooh. Still getting that black mark of death. Yeah. Yeah. But James Franco. Uh, yeah. 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 And Spring Breakers. Yep. Because it's just kind of insane. And he's the largest male role. And he probably sure. has, he probably has the second most lines in the movie. Behind he might Gomez. have the most. Girls don't. He does have the most. Yeah. Girls don't talk a lot, really. And uh, uh, third, considered. George Clooney, oh brother, where art thou? Good choice. A, hands- Good a choice. handsome man, a handsome man. Joseph Cotton for the third man. Yeah. Because yeah. he just he just fucking locks it down. And my boy, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. In the Mummy, because yeah. how can you not? How can you how not? Can you not? How can you not? Uh, I may I go, please. This is, I think, the category I had the most. A lot of, lot of, lot of my good. I had a good group of guys. It was a good group of guys. Good group of guys. Good group guys of guys. Being dudes. Guys being dudes. I had, a, yeah, I had a really tough time with this. These are the ones I landed on. Woody Harrelson for The Edge of Seventeen. Oh. I think you could. I think you could. I think maybe he's more supporting. No, I'm, stick with it. I'm, I'm calling him a lead. I'm in love. He's excellent. Black Mark of Death, Mel Gibson for The Road Warrior. Oh, yeah. Black Mark yeah. of Death yeah. for Mel Black Gibson. Mark, Black Mark, Mark of Gibson. Death. He's up there. Ethan Hawke for Before Sunrise, of course. Matt Damon for The Martian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, of course, in the pocket, Brendan Fraser. Yes! Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course. Felt so badly leaving Rachel Weisz off, but he's, yes. yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So Corey, I think if you if you want to know sort of the concrete effect this podcast has had ah. on me 
over the course of producing it for one season. I think you can look to my best actor uh, nominees. <laughs> the fact that I have I have two Ridley Scott films represented. Yeah, my best actor. <sighs> two good boys. Two my good favorite boy. boy. Y'all did it. Y'all did it. Nice. Um, so first up is Russell Crowe for Gladiator. Strong choice. Um, next, wait. Yes, okay, next is Matt Damon for The Martian. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, a movie, one of my favorite, one of my favorite movies we watched this season yeah. uh, that I, I did not give enough love to, but Matt Damon fucking destroys. Uh, Ethan wait, Hawk. I just want to stop you really quickly. You said it's in like your top 10 of all time. Is that not enough love? It's not enough love. <laughs> not enough love on this list. It's a really hard. Yeah, it is. Oh, I, got I, got I got you. I got you. No, yeah. it's yes. a really hard uh, movie to like break down in like an award show. Of course. Style. Of course. It is perfect at what it is, but it's kind of. Is it a comedy no or is it a drama? Who knows? I, you know? Yeah. Well, ask the Hollywood fucking the foreign fucking press or foreign whatever. Press, yeah. Oops, sorry, Corey. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. I appreciate it. Um, And then Ethan Hawke for yep. Before Sunrise and also Brendan Fraser. Frazier? I don't know how to Fraser, say it. Fraser, yeah. Fraser. Fraser, Fraser and Hawke showing up big on this list. Showing up big. Yeah. Showing up big. Uh, uh, so I gotta say um, I'm glad to see a lot of overlap in this category uh, I struggled with it a lot and I don't want this to be in any way a negative reflection on this person's co-star because she is Damn. also phenomenal Damn. and any it, it was a very 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 close number two and this is not that this person did better than the other person but i do have to give this one to ethan hawk and before yeah, sunrise yeah, yeah. I, it's yeah. not that i don't think he's much better than julie delpy it's not that thing where it's like i think he's a cut above her i just think that I think we had a really strong showing from lead actresses this season. Yeah. And I think a lot of the movies that center like a leading man have a very good, have a very big ensemble. So it's hard to single any of them out. So Kidman is just kind of like, she's one A and yeah. Delphi is one B and just nobody surpasses Hawk this season, in my yeah. opinion. It's yeah. just, it, it is a role that, it was a role that doesn't or that shouldn't work in a film that shouldn't work and hawk just fucking nails it nails it yeah an actor who successfully played the role of my dad in boyhood exactly yes. i'm so glad i'm so glad you brought this up because like Carson, i don't know if you remember this but for like three years before you saw that movie you would talk uh -huh. about your dad and i'm like kind of like an ethan hawk and boyhood <laughs> like a bit of an ethan hawk and boyhood and he was like to... i have not seen boyhood i'm like yeah sorry and then yeah, you saw it and you're like okay you're right leading to i was literally looking through over the holidays looking through family photos and i saw an old picture of me as a baby with my dad and i sent it to you too and i was like that's a big ethan hawk and boyhood vibes right <laughs> Uh, Carson, who's man. your winner? Hey, look, the movie is this man. I mean, I gotta fucking give it to Damon. I gotta give it to Damon. He's I, the whole like the success of Matt Damon as a charismatic, comedic, and emotionally available actor in those scenes where it is just him fucking talking to the computer is the success of the Martian. It does not work without his performance. It is an electric performance from Matt Damon. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 
Um, I absolutely thought we were going to have another sweep on this one. So Damn. much so that I wrote it down in my Shit. notebook uh, to keep track of it. And uh, we did not. I respect it. It hurt to not give it to Matt Damon, but I also have to give it to Ethan Hawke. Fuck. Respectable, respectable. Also, I have to say, Carson, it's just, it, it is, it is a, um, it is a testament to you and our friendship mm. Mm. that you brought before sunrise and Corey and I are just throwing awards at it. Yeah. Like our lives depend on yeah. it. Hey, again, also part of my thing with this is like, uh, wait until the next one. We'll see. <laughs> maybe my, I said it before, maybe my favorite movie ever before sunset. Yeah. Do uh, I, I think I might have to, for the next season's scenes, I might have to give myself a no before trilogy. I can't yeah. award any to the before trilogy. Yep. It might just yep. be, take it see, i'm, I'm saving it. all mine we'll see um all right all right so we're at biggest disappointment yeah back to um, the i okay. have so i i said earlier it would give you an aneurysm and i i changed my answer part way through because i was like oh the obvious answer my actual biggest disappointment of the season and i don't i didn't know how to classify this but i just like movie that i wanted to like but didn't that's kind of what i went with I was like, oh, my actual biggest disappointment is love, actually. That's just yeah. like, you know, but we've, we've done that to death. Sure. Um, my hottest, 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 hottest take for biggest disappointment would be Akira. <gasps> oh, I see it. I, I see it. it. I understand. I understand. Yeah. It's one I of those understand. things. It's a tough I, film to like. I, I watched it and was like, I, I wish I liked this. I wish so very much that I liked yeah. this. And honestly, it's it might be a tie between that. I shouldn't say it's a tie. I think I liked Mononoke a little bit more, but my biggest lesson from this season was like, I don't know that I'm a huge anime person. All I have to say to that, Corey, is is it's an acquired taste as somebody who has actually weirdly, and I mean, we're only a week into the year. We're not even a full week into the year. But as somebody who's watched a lot of anime in the last five days... <laughs> It's something that, like, you kind of have to reprogram your brain a little Uh bit. And it's taken me years. I've really wanted to get into anime. And, like, for all the time that we've been doing this show, I've been like, yeah, I'm not really into anime. Then I watched another Miyazaki, and I like them kind of more each time. So it's... So good. Yeah. It is is perfectly understandable for you to not vibe with some of that stuff. and. If you want to, I would say it's 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 like very dry wine. You kind of just got to keep drinking it. And then one day you kind of figure out what other people are talking about. And you're like, OK. Yeah. And then like 10 years later, you can't get enough of this stuff. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I get it. Kiki's delivery service is uh, I, I've heard you, oh. uh, Carson talk about it enough that it, it's the next one on my to do list. That's uh, the other thing I bought. It's taking more time to get here because it's from some weird printing company. But when I made my Amazon order for was that this episode? We did not talk about it this episode. It was on the Patreon. I, I took some money I got from Amazon from like a my aunt and like whoever on Christmas. And I got uh, the Green Knight on 4K Blu-ray. And a blender bottle for protein shakes that has the Star Wars logo on it because, you know, I am who I am. And also a little print of the Kiki's Delivery Service cover. That's it's going up that. on my wall. Very yeah. cute. Very cute. It's so good. Such a good movie. Uh, All right. Carson? My biggest disappointment. Uh, look, Corey said he wasn't going to go for the obvious one. I'm just fucking going for it. It's Andrew Lincoln's dumb, stupid fucking face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, look, I'm being glib about that, but also 
it is the thing about love actually like the meme that love actually has been reduced to in the culture like the image which it has become you know for like people that don't know what that movie is the thing that it the synecdoche synecdoche in the culture that is love actually is the image of andrew lincoln standing outside in the snow with the signs and it is so telling to me that that is the part of the movie which works the absolute least like it is uh-huh. the thing about the movie that sucks the most so yeah it's andrew lincoln's dumb stupid face standing out in the dumb fucking stupid snow person to expand just briefly on your point about mm. how cemented that has become in our cultural psyche i don't know if you guys are uh, cheesy netflix christmas movie people but there is one that came out this year i've mentioned on a, on a patreon episode i think it's like the one where she's catfished from like across the country or whatever. Um, the entire climax of that movie is based around um, re reimagining that love actually oh, moment with the car. Of course, of course. That's fair. It's, well, yeah. and I I hear what you're both you both are saying. <laughs> I really fucking do. Uh. Caroline. And uh, I'm not going to say that I'm going to come come on throw it in your face. <laughs> come on. So I will say, I will say, Carson, part of this, again, much like what I said earlier with um, your worst take being the most obvious one. Yeah. That I kind of wanted to stray away from, but there uh-huh. were just too many good ones this season. I did scroll through our season and I was kind of like, and I just, I really liked just about every movie you had me watch. And yeah. I will say, I will say for this one specifically, for both for both this and Favorite First Watch, I was at a bit of a disadvantage because I had the month of October. Yeah. And so you kind of, you kind of had to have a little more bang for your buck for each movie. But, so I will say my honorable mention, and I'm going to preface this with, this movie is great. Since we talked about it, I've grown to appreciate it a lot more. I think about it a lot, especially as we've been as I've been compiling my list for the scenes. My biggest disappointment, not because it's bad, but just because for years I had what I thought this movie was going to be in my head, and I really wanted to see the movie that I made up, and it just was not that was Spring Breakers. Uh, I thought after that explanation, you were going to say the holiday. I also thought she was going to say the holiday. I need oh, no, we'll get now, back though. to that. <laughs> Damn. And it's because in my brain for like the last 10 years, I, it's not been 10 years, uh, eight years, nine years, whatever, since that movie came out, I thought it was a weird, funny, like girl power indie sex comedy uh where it was like oh my god the disney princesses all go on vacation and then like oh my god like look at all these foibles and fables they get into and um, they used to do fables now they do foibles (laughs) disney uh and that's not what that movie was so it's not that spring breakers was a disappointing film it's just the film i thought it was going to be i kind of really wanted to see i get you the biggest disappointment again i really wanted to not pick this it's just I liked every other movie you made yeah. me watch this year. It goes to the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Not only because I liked every other movie, but I really, I am such a fan, as everybody who listens to this podcast knows, of like, people kind of say this movie sucks, but actually it rules. Like, I am a fan of like, no, this movie's trying to do this and it does it really good, so I'm into it. And I just didn't love the holiday as much as I loved every other film. And I really thought I was going to come out with the hottest take on why the holiday is good, actually. 
Yeah. And instead I came out with like, oh, that was fine. Like, I like that. Okay. Caroline, can I just, can I, can I say, do you know what Jack Black would say to that? Uh, that he's sexy and chubby. Nah, he would say, <laughs> That's true. Uh, oh, the only answer. Yeah. Uh, um, I get, I get you though. That makes sense. Oh boy. All right. Is it time? Is it best uh, picture? We're at favorite new watch, which should okay. be favorite well, new watch. Yes, I think we've. Can could could I propose? Can we do best picture first? Just because favorite new watch for me is kind of dependent upon. Sure. Best yeah. Picture. Let's do let's do best picture, and then yeah. we'll okay. come to favorite new watch. Favorite new Actually, watch. That's is a the good point because. Yeah, because yeah. the show is about us giving each other new films to watch. So fuck the best movie we watched this season. What's your yeah. favorite? That's the that's the that. the ultra award. So okay. let's do best picture. Yeah, Corey, would you like to start? I'd love to. Um, all right. So for best film, I have Before Sunrise. Before uh, Edge of Seventeen. Sorry, I wrote you Before go. Seventeen. Before Seventeen. <laughs> That's not a movie. The fourth one in the in the series. Uh, so before Sunrise, Edge of Seventeen, The Martian, Nightmare on Elm Street, and the others. Wait, give me the give those to me again one more time. Uh, before Sunrise. Uh huh. Edge of Seventeen, The Martian, Nightmare on Elm Street, and the others. Cool. Nightmare on Elm Street threw me for a loop. I love that. I'm so glad you put it in there. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> me too. Carson. All right. I'll just say I this was the category I had the least trouble picking because like I went for five, but six movies immediately popped in my head. Like no, no issue, no problem. I had six. And then as I said before, my honorable mention is before sunrise, basically, because I know we're going to be doing some more before content the next few seasons. So I was like, I'll just take that out. The other five that immediately popped in my brain. Those are the ones. Paddington, Spring Breakers, but I'm a cheerleader. Oh, brother, where art thou? And Princess Mononoke. Wonderful. Carson, you and I have a decent amount of overlap. Yeah, Um, makes sense. Mine are, um, I'm going to start with one that is more of an honorable mention. So like spoiler alert, it's not going to win, but just a film that just literally I have watched I watched four times over the course of 2021 and it just never leaves my brain for more than approximately 72 hours, which is Akira. Um, and I just, I just fucking love that movie. And Corey, we, we briefly flirted with um, adding a best director and we ultimately were like, I don't know how to differentiate that enough between best picture, but like Akira would be a best director nominee had we done that because to me it is just such a singular fucking vision yeah of a piece i don't know that it's the best film of the year but like it is such an incredibly singular work of art um so that's my honorable mention my four nominees are oh brother where art thou before sunrise princess mononoke and but i'm a cheerleader yeah because i just think those are like honestly I have not sat down and done a top 100 films of all time, but I'm pretty sure all five of those would be on it. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, so yeah, Corey. Damn. Damn. It feels really right that like, I'm pretty sure the only overlap I had with you guys was before sunrise. Like that feels, yeah. 
It feels right. I love it. And I, I love only it. do it. Um, it. Anyone want to guess what my best film was? I think I is know. It before Sunrise? It no. is Before Sunrise. Oh, wow. Beat the Martian? Damn. I did Beat the Martian. I oh, did Beat the Martian. Shit. As we say all the time, there's a difference between favorite and best. Corey, I'm so excited for you to see Before Sunset. I'm so excited. I, I can't. Oh. I truly cannot wait. It's one of those things that, like, if you were to make me like sit down and write an essay, what I what I maybe say the Martian is better, but like gun to my head, gut reaction, I think about Before Sunrise and I'm like, they made they made that work. And as a director, I'm just like, that is the most fascinating fucking. It's just I have not stopped thinking about that movie all season, and I'm I'm into it and I love it. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Um. I will just say, like I said, I had six immediately pop into my brain, went with five. Uh, I could very easily sit here and tell you any one of these is my best picture and I could explain at length which one, like why it is. Um, So I'm going to go basically with the one that I was the most surprised by and the most pleased by that surprise and the one that I have recommended to the most people since I've seen it. So my best picture is, but I'm a cheerleader. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah. That's great awesome. fucking great movie. Literally told like five people since we watched the movie. I'm like, no, you get it. It's on YouTube for free. Like you got to watch it tomorrow. It's on YouTube for free. Yeah. Like with ads, I'm pretty sure it was, it was like a month ago. I think it is still. Um, one of my best friends from grad school was like, yeah, I saw that you guys watch before cheerleader and like. Before cheerleaders. Before cheerleader. Like, George Orwell's before cheerleaders. Oops. George Orwell's before 17 cheerleaders. <laughs> no, but go ahead, Corey. Go oh, ahead. We've been recording for like four and a half hours. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, it's been a long night, but it's been a fun night. It's been a beautifully myself. fun night. Um, but he was just like, yeah, you know, I thought that was a kind of a queer cult classic. And yeah. I was very surprised to see that you guys did it. And I was like, both of those things are true, and it's an yeah. excellent film. Yes, yeah, it is. And, and you it should, is so you good. should, you should check out what the weird shit that our co-hosts are into because <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the jam. Yeah, that's it. Um. Well, Carson, I'm really glad that you went with, but I'm a cheerleader because mm-hmm. I. That was a film that, like, I know in my heart of hearts is, like, just a wonderful work and a film that um does not get enough love and. Also, I don't know, I don't know when this episode is going to happen, but we're recording it later in the month. I'm actually going to go on to um, another podcast called Hit Factory Podcast, which you should all check out, Um, specifically about this movie. They're a 90s film podcast, and I'm taking But I'm a Cheerleader there, and they've not seen it. I'm very excited to evangelize it more. Hell but yeah. so I'm just I'm just glad that like this film that was like generally derided in its time for being a film for the gays and for just being overall gay as hell is now being embraced as the very good work of art it is. Hell yeah. That also clears my conscience. <laughs> <laughs> for not giving it to it, even though it's on my list. Yeah. And it also gives me a very, very, very fun uh i feel like with you picking but i'm a cheerleader and me picking my choice it gives us kind of a nice a nice yeah. bookend to the it's season yang. It's a good, because yeah. of course i picked before sunrise hey oh. 
Um, oh, yeah. And it's, 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 it is, obviously, we don't have to do this in the future. We don't have to manufacture this in future seasons. But it makes me very happy that I, like, unquestionably picked a film you showed me and you picked a film that I showed yeah, you. So. I loved it. Oh, I'm, y'all, this is a tease for next season. We're before sunset y'all even know y'all don't even know i, I don't before I sunset has, because of your exactly, bastard exactly. <laughs> you you bastard because i'm a bastard child because of my ethan hawk dad yes exactly. <laughs> oh no 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 <laughs> i'm so uh, excited i'm forcing kenzie to sit down and watch before sunrise uh if, so but see Corey, you're, you're allowed to watch together. them you're allowed to watch two you are you could if you wanted I to am, you simply choose not i to. think it's more fun with when i don't that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I think it's more fun when I play along. All right. Um, I have not eaten all day, so can we do our, our last one and finish Call up? It. Let me just say, I'll start off. It's been a beautiful season. I love you both. I has a good list of movies. I love so many of these. Next season, I'm so excited. I got to say, again, because in, in kind of a real way, my favorite new watch was But I'm a Cheerleader, but that was my, you know, chose that as my best picture. So I'm going to go first episode of the season, fucking Paddington. I yes. did not smile. I don't think since I saw it, I've smiled so more, so much in the course of an hour and a half. Like, yeah, j- just the experience of watching that film is so pleasant and so nice and so polite and uh, so oh, yes. right. So I initially had five nominees for favorite first watch. And then I realized you only, because I had most of October, you only gave me like, I think nine films to watch or like not even that. I think there were eight films. So having five nominees is a little much. So my yeah. two, my two um, honorable mentions are of course, third man and no brother or art thou. My three nominees. And I'll just say the, I'll just say the winner now as well. But my three nominees were The Martian, Before Sunrise, and The Road Warrior. And in much the same way I said with Corey, that favorite does not always equal best. And Carson, in the way that you said, but I'm a cheerleader, is your top. Yeah. Your top, you're, it's the best film, but it's not necessarily your favorite first watch. I went with The Road Warrior. Yeah. Because it's just so fundamentally <laughs> my <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's so good. It's just, it's just, it's just crazy sci-fi in-camera bullshit that yeah. just like gets my dumb stupid film nerd brain it gets it a revin oh yeah literally rev 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 room car shoot shoot gun gun yeah Corey, uh, um as a person who probably had the most first watches the yeah, entire fin- season yeah dude finish Abs- it out please absolutely uh and it's funny because i only wrote down the one and it was before sunrise just because yeah. again that movie fucking broke oh, me yeah uh, but as we've been going, I've been like, oh, I can write down more than one. Uh, mm. The Martian, duh. But I'm a cheerleader, mm. duh. Mm. Uh, mm. Paddington, loved it. Um, da, 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 da. I have our season pulled up right now. Third Man was great. Uh, Gladiator, also Ridley Scott. Uh, I'm I'm a film boy now. Boa. I, I, I think I can now get my uh, diploma as a film boy. Boa. Hell yeah. Corey, I have a world of Ridley Scott to show you. I love Ridley Scott <laughs> so much. Have you seen Blade um, Runner, Corey? I have not <gasps> seen Blade Runner. Oh, we're going to make you see Blade Runner. Well, we're going to do... Oh, well, hey, we can't talk about it because it's just behind the paywall. We don't want to tell the pay, the non-Patreon people, but we'll have an excuse to make you watch Blade Runner. Fantastic. 
and and we'll tell you on Twitter when it when it's that yeah, time. Yeah, we will. But. Yeah. Oh yeah, you'll know eventually. Wink, wink. Um, support us on Patreon. Yeah. That said, it's late. We've it's all so had late. several drinks. It's, so it's been an amazing to, season with you guys. I'm really excited to begin right recording now. the new one. And um, uh, Corey, so, do you want to tell all the beautiful people where they can find us on the internet? Please. Uh, yes. Can we actually, while I pull that up, because I did not have it pulled up because I forgot this wasn't a Patreon episode. <laughs> uh, February 1st is the date that I think we can announce is our next season will drop. Because yes. we said we're going to start with Valentine's Day. Do we want to tell the good people what we are starting what the oh. conceit of February is. And I want to tell people the February. people what the conceit of February is. Yes. Yes. Let's please. do it. Yeah, Caroline, you get it. You got to tell them, please. Okay. I'm so, so pleased. In, in, in a in a weird twist of fate. Yeah. Where the 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 gay lady does uh, knows way too much about horror films. Yeah. And shows the straight boy all of the horror classics. Carson, our our, our best boy, Carson. Yeah. Uh, is going to dominate the month of February. We we alluded to this back in October when I was like, "Oh, I have February, but like over overall, we have an idea. Out. We're giving Carson a month too. Carson is going to give me a month full of romantic comedies. Yes, I am. Oh, and I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I am so excited too, particularly because one of the films we are watching. Mm-hmm. Before we settled next season, I bought on Criterion, on the Criterion collection. Oh. And then you're like, have you seen this? And I was like, no, I have not. Good. And, and then like, you ejected the Blu-ray from the player. And so, said, so, no, so, so the Criterion Blu-ray has been sitting on my shelf, oh, just nice. waiting to get played. Damn, that's so exciting. That's so exciting. Uh, Carson, uh, do you want to tell the good people what our first episode is? We what is that, the first right? episode? Um, look, we've been dancing around at this entire episode. I mean, we alluded to it when we did the first episode on this trilogy. Wink, wink. It's fucking before sunset. It's we're gonna we're gonna come in hot. It's gonna. I'm so excited. If you've seen these three movies, you know what Caroline and Corey are about to go through. And you also, mm. if you've listened to this episode, Mm. which I don't know why you would listen to the last five minutes of it before you listen to the rest of it. Bizarre. Clearly, Corey and I really fucking liked yeah. Before Sunrise. So, in the way that I've heard Caroline say about multiple movies this season, that's a hundred percent, a hundred percent my shit. Before Before Sunrise <laughs> is just simply one hundred percent my shit. Here's the thing about Before Sunset is that it's maybe my favorite movie. So we're gonna start off real hot. Let's go. I love that for us. Well, um, we will right, see you I can guys tell the in a little under a month for Before Sunset. Corey, will you tell the nice people where to find us on the internet? If you like what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review also really helps out the visibility of the show. And new, uh, this includes Spotify. So if you are a Spotify listener, please make sure to give us a rating on there. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at pod. A very special thank you to our newest patrons, Jack Smith and Lehar. If you'd like a shout out on the show and bonus content, head over to Patreon uh, at patreon.com slash pod. We have multiple levels, all with their own perks, ranging from $1 to $25 a month. Like I said, if you're interested in hearing more, please visit patreon.com slash pod. Our Patreon stuff rules. It's some of the most fun stuff we've recorded. We're about to jump into talking hood. Oh my God, we're about to talk hood. Finally. We're finally going to talk hood. Uh-huh. Oh my Lord. Which, After hearing these two talk is, about just... this movie for five fucking years. <laughs>
it's only been out for four, Corey. Well, yeah. uh, if you've if you've listened to this podcast, you know what Talking Hood is. If you don't, this is the end of the first season. We've got a few weeks before the next season comes out. So go back, listen, find out what Talking Hood is. Follow us on Patreon, and we will see all of you guys in February. See you in February for Love Month, y'all. All right, Carson, go get lasagna. Carson, go get some fucking dinner, you fuck. Carson, eat something before you're fucking... I'm going to buy you a planner. Your schedule stresses.